Hello. 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 And welcome to the Pioneers Post podcast. Social enterprise stories and conversations from across the world. <laughs> what does it take for a social enterprise to compete with huge private sector players? Cafe Direct and Greenwich Leisure Limited are two social enterprises doing just that. Cafe Direct is the first and largest UK fair trade hot drinks brand. It's the UK's first B Corp certified coffee company and 50% of its profits are reinvested back into the farming community. While Greenwich Leisure Limited, also known as GLL, is the UK's largest leisure provider. Though they operate in different markets, both have been around for many years. And recently, they've had to rethink how they set themselves apart from their mainstream competitors. We heard from the minds behind both of their marketing at this year's Good Stories conference. There, both revealed how they have been adapting their storytelling to stay relevant amongst the competition. Lorraine Kelleher, marketing controller at Cafe Direct, said that they spent some time researching what mattered to their customers. Well, actually, people wanted to buy coffee. They wanted to buy great coffee. They wanted to go into the supermarket. They wanted to have a clear idea about what they were sort of going to buy. Something looks appealing. I, it resonates with me, and I understand that that's going to be a really great tasting coffee. Everything else, including social mission, is less important in people's purchase decisions. Ultimately, if consumers think of you as a charitable purchase, then they might buy you once, they're unlikely to buy you again. And as a consumer packaged good, we need to be bought on a very frequent basis. So, they shifted their marketing focus. So we decided to reposition the brand to really tip that balance from talking about the benefit to the grower to the benefit of the consumer. Um, we focus much more on taste, but really qualifying taste that we are we have excellent taste in coffee because of the way our business works. David Lionetti, National Marketing Manager at GLL, said they also needed to put the customers' needs first. We needed to shift from just talking about the features of that product to start thinking about how do we solve that customer's problem as well as wanting to connect with more younger customers. This is the group we were losing to the boutique and the budget players. Media savvy, freedom seeking, conscious consumers. These guys are absolutely driving the ethical buying boom in the UK. And as a social enterprise, we needed to emotionally connect with them. So they introduced the new I Choose campaign. We bucked the trend and to the consumer, I choose became a very powerful statement of identity. So far, results have looked promising, with January 2019 seeing their highest number of memberships ever. After they had both spoken at Good Stories, I sat down with them to find out more. Cafe Direct's Lorraine started by telling me why it's important for brands to find a time and a place for when to talk about ethics. I, th I think the um, the key thing with our the way we repositioned the brand is um, choosing a time and a place where we where we talk about ethics and a time where we don't talk about ethics. Um, there are lots of brands out there that do some you know big brands. You know, Method, for example, is a, is a is a great one where they have a they describe themselves as having a very green core and then a light green shell and I think that's something that chimes with us in that we want to you know our mission and our ethics are, are absolutely there yeah, they're stronger than ever but in in terms of what we communicate to the consumer there's a time and a place and the front of the packaging needs to be 
taste-led, it needs to be desirably brand-led, it needs to be clean of um, clean of messages so you can shop it in a um, in the easiest way and so on. I don't know Method, what do they, what do Method do? Um, method, um, they're owned by Ecoville. So Method started in the States in San Francisco and they have beautiful cleaning products. I think their their products are first and foremost beautiful and they really shook up the category. Uh, and now Ecoville are kind of, I think they're kind of learning from them as well. Um, do you have any kind of process for starting to spark inspiration? I would not describe myself as the most creative person. Um, therefore, I, I find it quite challenging. Um, I think the, 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 the way I choose is by taking inspiration from others, if I'm honest, and doing research and looking what others are doing. Because I think it is, with a social enterprise, it is a difficult message. It is, it, it's not simple to, to tell your story in a, in a meaningful way and something that's going to really get someone to um, buy into your product. But I think um, taking inspiration from others and, and researching what kind of works well, and I think that can, that can help with a creative process. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. I think few ideas are actually completely original. How do, how can people convince their boss or financial director that it's worth spending money on marketing or comms? I guess for for Cafe Direct it's been quite easy if I'm honest. We have um we have a board of directors that are very encouraging of spending on marketing and believe that is the way in which that we are going to grow the business. Other than that, if there were, if those situations or those uh, situations weren't present, then again, coming from a slightly more analytical background, I would choose um, I would choose to present some data and. Um, uh, stats where possible, which I know can, can be difficult for small businesses. That's that's the one thing that they often struggle with. But I think presenting something that is backed up by evidence has surely got to be um, one of the strongest ways of proposing something new. So quite a lot of hard work behind behind going to your boss's office and knocking on the door. Have you been inspired in particular by any other social enterprises or just other brands by how they tell their story? Again, I really favour the brands. Um, I touched on Method, but also um, Method's not a social enterprise, by the way, but Toast Ale is a great one, actually. It's a social enterprise that has such a simple message, and it's the simplicity of the message, and it's a consistent message as well, which is difficult to do, super difficult. And and again... um, Sam, one of the other speakers mentioned around um, really focusing on what you don't say. They don't say an awful lot. They, they, they talk about how they used unused bread and it goes into um, it goes into making the beer. But actually, you look at their packaging; it's very clean, it's very simple, it's very desirable. It's a desirable brand in its own right. Yet it has all this lovely backstory, and I think that's what consumers today are looking for. They want a desirable brand that the product is great quality um it has a personality and it's a bit different and it's interesting and it has it's backed up with ethics and i think that's like the that's like the the dream scenario yeah that's great you don't want to make people feel like they're making a sacrifice by buying social you want to make them want to buy it anyway (laughs) exactly it can't be a compromise it can't feel in any way a charitable purchase because otherwise it's not sustainable and I think that was our key learning that we were um, 
we've said before we were a brand that was admired and not desired and really you've got to be desired otherwise people won't buy you must be hard because you do so many different good things um like I know you do kind of training academies and stuff for farmers as well as giving back 50% of your profits to communities and stuff. So it just must be hard when you've got so many different social things to kind of condense it into a, a simple message. And and it's not um, uh, the the powerful stuff that we do through Producers Direct, who is the charity that we we give our um, profits to, um, and they, they run all of the um, impact projects. It's not schools and hospitals and the kind of, slightly more consumer friendly um it's farmer to farmer training is training academies it's helping them to diversify so they're spreading the risk you know is helping them to um have access to organic fertilizer to um, put onto their coffee plants so that they can get a greater yield and better quality and therefore a higher price so it's um they're a complicated messages um and they're b kind of the less you know the sort of less glamorous ones as well sort of talk about less kind of pulling on the heartstrings exactly exactly (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to add about good stories or just kind of storytelling in general that you haven't already spoken about I guess the my my key things that I'd just like to leave is um from I sound like a broken record, but going back to my presentation, focusing on the consumer best benefit. And I think the sef- second thing is simplicity, simplicity of message, and really try and focus on one or two key messages and deliver those really well and consistently. Thank you so much for um, having a chat and hope you have a good rest of the day. Thank you. I then caught up with David. We kicked things off by talking about where he finds storytelling inspiration. Um, so where where do you find inspiration for, for storytelling? It's an interesting question. It, when you look at brands like National Geographic, Humans of New York, and even um, enterprises like Charity Water, uh, the rawness in the visual photography and the rawness in the stories is what emotionally connects people. And uh, for me, this is something that we strive to achieve in our everyday marketing yeah, and um, how how can people convince their boss or financial director that it's worth spending a bit of cash on creating cl- clever communications? Oh, now you're going to give all my strategies away. <laughs> okay, well, this is an interesting one. I think it, something that I learnt from a, a previous uh, CEO, actually, in Australia was that uh, an objection isn't a rejection. It's simply a request for more information. And... Simply providing more information uh, can uh, assist you, including showing how much it will cost the business if you actually do nothing. Uh, if you're not spending on marketing, you know, there is this notion that you know, you're not being noticed, um, you're not engaging, you're not connecting with an audience. But I think there's a bigger impact there to the business. If you can show that and work collaboratively with uh, the decision makers, uh, you should be in a better position to have a decision that's made based on facts. Another idea is to work collaboratively to develop your KPIs, uh, ensuring that they talk to the larger priorities and and back to your corporate strategies or corporate plan. And if you can show a return on those uh, KPIs, uh, you'll be in a better position to have the support that you need. Nice. So it's not about being kind of fluffy communications it's about the real 
data? I, I, I think it's. T- uh, I think there's definitely the side that has to talk to the numbers, uh, and and especially when you're working with small budgets, you want to make sure that those. You know that investment that you're making, that cost uh, that you're putting up front, is going to have an impact uh, in the in the best way that it can. So, uh, if you work collaboratively uh, with others, you can certainly make that work. Nice. So it's less of a kind of us and them. It's like us together. I'm all for the collaboration. <laughs> all for the collaboration. Um, what's one of the best pieces of advice about storytelling that you might have ever received? Well, uh, funnily enough, in today's uh, presentation, two people referred to the rule of three, and it's something that uh, I take very seriously in a lot of my presentations. I always try to present uh, things in threes. Um, and, and, you know, there's no coincidence that we've ended up with things like the three little pigs, three musketeers, <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, there's, there's so many examples of, uh, of storytelling in threes. Uh, so, you know, I use it if I'm uh, pitching something to, uh, to my team, whether it be a uh, you know, particular strategy or we need to address an issue. There's always a, a problem in action and a result. And uh, I like to make sure that that comes through in threes. Uh, easier to remember. Uh, people are good with um, considering things that um, have three. If you have two, um, people go, oh, is that it? But if you have four, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, that's too much. But three just, uh, just hits the sweet spot for me, and uh, that's probably something that I've learned over time. What's your favourite thing that comes in a three? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. My favourite thing that comes in a three. <laughs> Shrek one, two, and three. <laughs> oh, the um, what are the Huey, Joe, and Louie? <laughs> the ducks. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Is that an Australian Donald thing? Ducks. Oh, no. No. oh, it's not an Aussie thing. <laughs> no, no, not an Aussie thing. Huey, Joe, and Louie, Donald Duck's famous nephews. <laughs> and if there's anything um, else that you'd like to add about telling good stories and um, something that you'd like to share what might that be I'd say watch this space Uh, GLL has come a long way over the last 25 years and has really shaped the industry and I hope with a new direction in marketing a new strategy that we'd be able to shape the direction of the industry and of storytelling uh, for the next uh, 25 years and where will we where will we see your stories well, you can follow us on our Instagram at better underscore UK. And I really look forward to working with other social enterprises, including the Pioneers Post, and doing more work with them uh, from a content point of view. I think uh, it's important that we uh, work together to um, tell both our stories. Thank you so much, and congratulations for your turnaround, and it seems to be going really well so far. Thanks so much. It's only a few weeks in, but it is chapter one, and I look forward to seeing what uh, the next couple of chapters bring. You've been listening to the Pioneers Post podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing to Pioneers Post. It will mean we can continue producing journalism that helps social entrepreneurs like you do good business better. It will also give you access to loads of premium content, including our quarterly magazine. 
head over to pioneerspost.com forward slash subscribe.